I just want to jump straight into our series today. Who can tell me what series we're in today? No cap. That's right. We are in a series called No Cap, and, and I'm excited for this series because I just think it's so key for what we're walking in. I've heard so many of you guys say that word, those words to me all the time, no cap, when I'm saying things, and, and so I, we just thought it was fitting, but we're really trying to stop the lies of 2020, and so we believe that this series is going to be awesome. We think it's going to be great, and so I'm just going to dive right into it. In Philippians 3, 13 through 14, if you have a Bible, you can turn there. If you don't have a Bible, put your phone away. I know your Bible's on your phone, but we don't do that here, so put your phone away. Um, and yeah, you can look up right on the screen right there. And so here's what Philippians 3, 13 through 14 says. It says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do is forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let's just pray. God, I wanna thank you for tonight. I wanna thank you for uh, every single person in this room, God. I pray right now that you would just open up our hearts so we would hear what you wanna say, God. Lord, I pray that it not be my words. I pray that it not be the things that I wanna say, but I pray that you speak to each and every single one of the people under the sound of my voice right here, right now, God. We love you. We invite you into this space, and we just say, have your way. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. All right, so how many of you would say 2020 was a terrible year? Raise your hand if you think it was just a bad year. It was the worst year you probably ever had. Wow, not as many as I thought. So this might go back, backwards on me, but I figured like everybody was just gonna raise their hands. So you guys might be on the same page that I am already. But I think, and I've heard that so many people have said 2020 was a terrible year. So many people have said that to me. So many people have gone around saying that. But let me give you a 2020 recap, if we can, all right? Because I think some of us maybe forgot what happened in 2020. I know I had to literally look it up because I couldn't remember all the things that happened in 2020. And so here's, just a few things in a nutshell, what happened this past year. All right, we started the year off with, you know, the legend himself dying in a helicopter crash, Kobe Bryant. I don't know where my basketball fan's at. Anybody? Anybody? Okay, there's like three of us, five of us. Okay, so if you, if you watch basketball, you play basketball, you know who Kobe Bryant is. He, he died this year at the beginning of the year. That pretty much started it off. Let's just be honest. Um, and then we continued into the year and we had fires in the West Coast, or fires in California that just erupted and just were bad and terrible um, and just destroyed many homes. And, and many acres of land. And then most of us know this one, COVID-19 struck the world, ruined everything, pretty much upset everybody. We had to stop underground. We had to stop going to things. Concerts were ruined, football games, everything under the sun. You already know what happened. COVID-19 came along. And then we even had social injustice. We had the Black Lives Matter thing. We had riots. We had protests. We had all that fun stuff that was happening. And then we even had these things called murder hornets. Did you guys hear about this? I don't know, like... Like, it was weird how even they described murder hornets coming to the United States. It's like they were, they literally arrived in America. Like, they were, I don't know, like, they were traveling to America on a boat or something. Like, they just arrived here. Like, I don't know how you, how you just arrive in America, but okay, we had murder hornets. And then I don't know if many of you heard of this one, but the Beirut explosion that happened in Beirut. Anybody hear about that? Probably not. I, okay, yeah, most of you saw it. Okay, I'm not alone. But I saw this all over social media, just this huge explosion that happened in Beirut, uh, a chemical plant. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but this is a bad explosion. It was literally insane. Uh, if you haven't seen it, literally look it up, watch the video. It was, uh, it was crazy. And I think this all touches home for all of us, but the one and only Black Panther died. Can we take a moment and just respect Chadwick Boseman. I mean, that's sad. He was suffering. He was sick and he died this past year. I, who loves Black Panther? Who's black? Okay, put your hands on. Say, is Black Panther your favorite? Who's, who loves Black Panther the most? Out of all the Avengers, who loves Black Panther the most? All right, a few of you. All right, so I'm sorry. I, he's not my favorite. I love him, but he's not my favorite. I was really looking forward to seeing him in another movie, but we're not going to see that sadly. But 
I think most of us can say that 2020 was a crazy year. Maybe it wasn't the worst year. Maybe it wasn't a terrible year. But I think most of us would say that 2020 was a crazy year. Like everything under the sun was happening. One thing was like, we felt like we were getting out of one thing. And then we just went straight into something else. It was like one thing after another. And see, all these things happened throughout the world. But I think most of us would say that not all these things happened to you and your world. I would say probably out of everything that I really listed, I would say maybe COVID-19 is the biggest one that everyone here has experienced, whether somebody in your family got it, somebody you know got it, or you just, because they had to shut down school, they had to shut down under, whatever. I think we've all had to deal with COVID-19. I think we can agree on that. And maybe social injustice, some of you have had to deal with that inside your families. Um, But some of these things have dealt with us personally. But see, I want you to ask yourself a question tonight. What did your 2020 look like? And so when I asked myself that question, I began to go back through uh, the year that I had, right, in 2020, and I just began to list out things that happened to me personally in uh, 2021. So I want you to think of that for yourself, but then I want to give you my 2020 recap, if that's all right. I want to share with you kind of what my life looked like uh, this past year and just a, just a few things. So we started off the year great, right? Me and Nat, we took over uh, the student ministry here at Riverside. We kicked it off strong. Michael took over the church and... Um, We started off the year great. It was amazing, man. Things were going so well. It was awesome. We were having worship nights. We were having underground. We were playing games. We were having a great time. We were getting ready for Abandon. Who was signed up for Abandon last year? Raise your hand. Some of you are probably like, what is even Abandon? Because there's so many new people here. But we had so many people signed up for Abandon. We were looking forward to that. And then it all got... It all got shut down because then two months later, uh, we had to learn, me and Nat and even Michael as uh, the church, we had to learn how to take everything and put it all in line. We couldn't meet in this room. We couldn't play games in this room together. We couldn't worship in this room together. We had to take everything and push it on to Instagram Live. None of you watch Facebook Live, but Instagram Live, we had to take it on to YouTube. We just had to take it to all these different places and, and try to interact with you on a social platform and through social media, through text messaging and through YouTube. And that's not fun, let's be honest, because it's... It's, it's much fun, more fun to meet in person rather than meeting online. And then we had to deal with uh, COVID-19 coming. I explained that. We, we had to deal with all of the fun stuff that come with that and, and reorganizing that. And then even for me personally, about three months into this year, something in my life kind of got uprooted to the surface that I really had to focus on and really had to begin to deal with on a personal level. And how many of you know when something in your life that you try to hide away sometimes gets uprooted and it's brought to the surface and you have to deal with it? Never fun. I don't think any of us would say that that is fun. So I had to, and I'll go into more of that later, but I had to start literally looking at my personal life and thinking, okay, man, what am I going to do with myself right here? And so then we had to learn after we came out of the quarantine to relaunch a student ministry. And nobody here except for me and Nat and Michael really know what that's like to relaunch something after you come from a time of being online to then a time of coming back into in-person and COVID protocols and all that fun stuff. So that was messed up and, and just hard and difficult. But then also, I think the most annoying thing that I did not like last year, but it's the thing we had to deal with, is we had to keep shutting down and reopening, shutting down and reopening. Um, and it just, you know, kind of ruined the momentum of what we were building at Underground. We would be back for many weeks. We would have a block party, and then we would have to go and shut down for two weeks, and then we'd have to build it back up and then come back again. And so that was crazy. And then kind of to end my 2020, and nobody, not many people really know about this, but my grandparents got covid And I don't know about you, and I don't know if any of your grandparents have gotten COVID or have been affected by COVID, but I've heard so many people tell me recently that their grandparents died from COVID. 
And when I heard all that and then I found out that my grandparents got COVID, I began, got really nervous and scared and scared for my mom as, as she was having to, to, to deal with that. And, and if you don't know, they live in Arizona still, so we can't even be around them. We can't even go to their house and drop them off food. We're literally thousands of miles away from my grandparents while they were having COVID. I can say now that they're all better and they're amazing. Hallelujah. I give praise to God for that because they did not, uh, it was not worse than what it could be. Yes. And so uh, they're feeling much, much better now. And that is awesome. But then also I think to end it, and this can be related to everybody, is that Christmas didn't look the same, probably for some of you. New Year's didn't look the same. You probably couldn't celebrate with your family. You probably couldn't celebrate New Year's at a party or with your friends or whatever that looked like. I know my Christmas was literally me, my mom and my dad, and I watched TV. I watched football and basketball literally all day and was on the couch. I probably moved like three times the whole entire day. That was my Christmas where normally we have friends over, we have family over, we celebrate, we have a good time, we play games, and we just hang out with our family, but we couldn't do that this year. See, I know my 2020 isn't as bad and, and compared to maybe some of yours or some other people, my 2020 wasn't bad. I'll just be honest. I'll be the first one to say it. My 2020 was kind of easy. But I know some of you, your last year, last year was very, very hard for you. Maybe it was very difficult. Maybe the things that you went through, the things that you struggled with, the things that you walked through with your family, whatever it may look like, or some of the things that I listed, you went through those personally. Or maybe you had to deal with your own personal um, issues that you were walking through. But see, 2020 for me, most people would say, and, and you guys agree with me apparently, most people would say that I've heard says that it was the worst year ever. But I tell people, every time I hear that, I say, no, it wasn't the worst year ever. It was actually kind of the best year ever. It was the best slash worst year ever, if we're being honest, because it was still bad, but it was still good at the same time. And so I began to ask myself this question, and I want you to think about this as well. And you know, I, you know me, I love asking questions. I love um, putting stuff out there to make you think about it. But I want you to ask yourself this question because I asked myself this question. What did I learn from all that I went through in 2020? Because I don't think some of us think about that. We just look at all the negative stuff. We look at all the bad stuff and we think, man, that's just... It's in the past. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to think about it. I just want to ignore it. I'm not going to deal with it. But I think sometimes we need to realize and look at the things that we walked through in 2020 to see what we can learn from what we went through. So I began to ask myself, man, what did I learn in 2020? And the answer to that question, and I'm going to give you my answer, is if God can lead me through a year like that, with all the stuff that we, I went through, all the stuff that happened in the world, if he can lead me through a year like that, he can lead me through anything that I'm going to walk through in the future. And I can hold on to that because I know he's brought me through what I think and what I believe has been a tough year for me and, and just what I do and, and, and just everything about that year was tough. But I believe God can lead me through it. So ask yourself that question, what did I learn in 2020? And if you can't answer that question, because all you can think about is, man, it was just a terrible year. I didn't like it. Everything that happened that year, I just want to forget about, drop, let go. Then you're thinking about it the wrong way. See, we choose, I think we're choosing to label 2020 as the worst year, but like I said, we need to be labeling it as the best year because we can learn so much from 2020. See, Romans 5, 3 through 5 says this, and it should be up on the screens. It says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And I love this verse because it's telling us here to rejoice in our sufferings. And I think and I believe that this is a hard concept for some of us to actually really hold on to, but I wanna give you this quote and I think this is up on the screen too. You need to choose to rejoice in your suffering, not sulk in your suffering. 
And I found this out so many times from myself, my life, the things that I've gone through in 2020 and even years before 2020, that I would choose to sulk in my suffering, complain about the things that I'm walking through, complain about the things that I'm dealing with rather than rejoice saying, man, you know what? I believe actually God has this situation in the palm of his hands and I don't need to worry about what I am walking through. See, I think so many times, and as students and, and as young people, because I did this to myself, we, we choose to define ourselves by the situation that we're in. I don't know if you would agree with that, but we choose to define ourselves by what we're going through. Oh, I'm this because I'm dealing with this. Oh, I'm depressed all the time, so I'm just a depressed person. And we start to label ourselves by what we're going through. But can I tell you, you are not defined by the things that you are dealing with. That does not define you. And I want to list some of these because I feel like some of us are going through these things because of 2020 or because of our own uh, just life that we walked through. But I want to tell you that depression is not your story. It's not the end of your story. If you are depressed, that is not the end of your story. That is not where it ends. If you, are in, if you have anxiety, anxiety is not the end of your story. Suicidal thoughts. I know some of you have those. Some of you know people that have those. But can I tell you, being suicidal is not the end of your story. The things that you go through to get to that point is not the end of your story. Fear is not the end of your story. Loneliness, and let's be real for a second, loneliness was huge in 2020. I don't know if any of you can relate to that, but I can because, man, we went three months where it was literally me and Derek, which is awesome. You have somebody else to hang out with, but it's still a lonely time where you can't go do something. You can't go places. You can't interact with people. We're doing Zoom calls. How many of you hate Zoom calls now? I can't tell you how much I despise Zoom calls. Every time we would shut back down, we went online and we had to do a Zoom call. I literally dreaded it. And I was like, I literally don't want to be here right now. I want to fake sleep and pretend I didn't wake up so I can skip this meeting. But loneliness is not the end of your story. And I say that because I went through it and I say that one too and, I, and that one hits home because I have been for a while where I've walked through a season of loneliness where I felt like I have no true friends, no true uh, people that I can hang out with that uh, are my age, that I can hang around with, that I can, can learn from. All my friends are kind of off now doing their own thing and they went somewhere else and I, I walked through a season of loneliness for a while. But seasons change and loneliness is not the end of your story. See, I even wanna say this one and I added this one kind of last minute, but abuse is not the end of your story either. Because I believe God wanted me to put that in there because I think some people in this room, you're walking through a season where maybe somebody is abusing you and one, maybe think it's okay, or two, you just don't have the courage to stand up and say, man, I don't wanna deal with this anymore. But can I tell you, that is also not the end of your story. That will not last forever. You are not defined by the things that you are dealing with. The things that we struggle with, the things that maybe came from 2020, we are not defined by those things. We are not defined by any of those things. See, I've seen so many people over and over and people tell me and people talk to me and I've just seen it walking through uh, ministry for the last three years and, and, and just knowing people and living life for 20, 22 years. I've just seen this where people get so mad and upset, whether it be at God, whether it be at other people, whether it be at the church, because of what they are dealing with. And can I tell you, I think most people, most Christians, most people who are trying to better themselves think that nothing bad will ever happen to them. But can I tell you right now that that is a lie, first off, because I don't know if you've noticed, but in the 22 years that I've been living, all I've seen is things that come against us that we are challenged with week after week, maybe day after day or year after year. We always have something inside of us or something come against us that we have to personally deal with. And I've seen too many people 
get mad, get upset, and choose to sit and sulk in their suffering because they think that's all that their life is gonna amount to. They think that that's all that their life is gonna become. And so they choose to stay and sulk in their suffering instead of rejoice and give God, give God praise for maybe what they're walking through. And trust me, it's hard to give praise when you're in a season of depression, when you're in a season of anxiety, when you're in a season of addiction. It's hard to praise God in those moments. Trust me, I've been there. But if you haven't noticed yet, things will come against you. There will be moments in your life where it's gonna be too hard sometimes to get out of bed, where it's gonna be too hard to keep going. But see, I think we have to ask ourselves, what are we gonna do about it? What are we gonna do when things like that come our way? What are we gonna do when things start to attack us? See, I used to say all the time, so I struggled with an addiction for an 11 years. And I've shared my story at Abandon. I've shared it. I'm not going to share it again. But I've walked through a season of addiction where I was addicted to something for 11 years. 11 years of being addicted to something. And I kept telling myself that this is all it's ever going to look like. I've tried to step out of it. I've tried to, do, to better myself. I got mentoring. I went to counseling. I did all these things to try to make myself get out of the situation that I was to get away from the thing that I was addicted from, but I couldn't. I never went away. It never, it never stopped. It never, it never got better, and it always stayed the same. And see, that's what I began to tell myself every single day. Like, man, this is just all my life is gonna be. For years, that's all I just told myself. That's just, that's just who I am. That's, that's just what I'm gonna do. That's just my person. That's just everything about me is just that right there. And it's never going to get better. But see, God began to speak to me in the last few years on this situation and how I told myself this. God began to speak to me. He says, if it, isn't, if it isn't going to be this, it's going to be something else. And I tell you that because what I would always do is when I would be in a moment of just angry, I would honestly, let's be real, I'd be pissed off at God. You can do that, that's real. I was angry and I was mad at God. I began to tell myself and I began to say to God, man, why am I dealing with this? Why am I suffering with this? Why am I walking through this? Why can't it be something else? Why can't I just be freed from this? Why can't I just not have this kind of thing in my life? And that's what God spoke to me. If it isn't this, if you aren't addicted to this, man, something else is gonna come because I wanna challenge you. God wants to challenge me. And when I heard that, I just knew that I'm struggling and I'm addicted to this situation because God wants to challenge me and grow me and strengthen me through this. And that was a shift for me because then I began to think about, okay, what can I do to just better? That was when I started changing. That's when I was like, man, I gotta do something to get out of this funk that I am and I gotta start believing that God has this in the palm of his hand and this is not gonna be the end of my story. And I believe so many of you are feeling the same way right now. Where you walk through something in 2020 or maybe you didn't, not even 2020, it's just something you've dealt with like me for 11 years. It's just something you've had in your life for 11 years. And that's what you're saying is this is my story. This is all that my life is gonna to come to. But see, can I tell you that that is not true? But I wanna encourage you with this because God always wants to challenge us. And I believed over the last few years, just as I've learned personally from myself and from mentors and people around me, that God brings things into our life. He allows things to come into our life to challenge us not to make us suffer, not to put us in a pun not to punish us, but to challenge us to become better than who we are, to become better than, than maybe what we are right now or to, to step into the calling that he has for us. And so I want you to ask yourself that question. When, when you're dealing with something, when you're struggling something, what are you gonna do about it? Because I believe you have two choices. 
Two choices on if, when something comes against you, you have two choices, two things that you can personally do um, when something comes at you. You can either A, sit and sulk and be mad, be upset, be angry, just choose to let it happen, choose that to let it be your story, or I believe you can, instead of doing that, you can choose to say, you know what, I know it sucks right now, I know my life maybe isn't where I want it to be. I know I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z. I know my parents are fighting. Whatever your, your situation is, I know what's happening. But instead, I'm gonna choose to put it in God's hands and I'm gonna say, you know what, God? Whatever it looks like, show me what to do. Show me where to go. Show me how to get away from it. Show me how to step back. Show me how to step into the purpose and calling that you have for me. And see, I think we have those two choices that we can do. And I see so many people go to this choice right here. They choose to just be angry. They choose to just be upset. They choose to just let it get to them and they choose to just hold on to it for the rest of their lives. And now they're dealing with it and they're stuck with it for the rest of their lives and they're never fully stepping into the purpose and calling that God has for them. So the question is, what are you gonna do about it when something comes your way? Because I don't know about you, but my answer to that question is I'm gonna choose to rejoice because I don't personally wanna give the devil room to work in my life. And if we choose this option of being angry and being upset and sitting and sulking in our suffering, that's what you're doing. For being honest, you're just giving the devil, you're giving Satan the room to, to, to just work in your life, to just honestly ruin your life. Because that's where he wants you to stay, is in everything that you're walking through, everything that you're dealing with, the life that you, that you had in 2020 for that year, that's where Satan wants you to stay. He doesn't want you to get better. He doesn't want you to grow. He doesn't want you to step into the calling and purpose that God has for you. So he's just gonna let you, he wants you to stay there. But I don't want that in my life and I don't want that in your life. And so that's why I'm encouraging you, trust God with what you're walking through. Trust him with what you're dealing with. Trust him with what you're going through. 